As we come to Mark chapter 16, we are coming to uh, what I consider to be the foundation of our faith. We are coming to that story of resurrection. Friends, it was the Apostle Paul that said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, without the resurrection, our faith is uh, in vain. Our faith has no foundation. Friends, I have said it numerous times from the pulpit. I say it to you now on this podcast and on the radio. With If you could disprove the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christianity crumbles. Because we have built our entire belief system on this one truth, this one fact. That the Lord Jesus Christ is resurrected from the dead. That he is alive and that he is coming back. Friends, do you believe that? I believe that. Truly, in my heart, with everything in me, I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is alive today and is returning in glory for his saints, for his bride. I pray that that is your belief as well as well today. Friends, as we come to the text today, I want us just to look at who's involved. That's all we're going to do this afternoon is just look at who's involved in the first part of this text, speaking on the resurrection. Look what the Bible says in Mark 16, verse number one. When the Sabbath day was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they could go and anoint him. So who are these women? Well, let's just go back up to verse number 40 of Mark chapter number 15. In Mark chapter 15, verse 40, the scene is at the cross of Calvary. And at the cross, the Bible says, there were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they would follow him and help him. Many other women had come up with him to Jerusalem. So we look at the tomb and we see that it's these women who come to anoint the body of Jesus for burial. And these were women who had been involved heavily in the ministry of Jesus Along the way, we know these ladies from the text, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph and Salome. And so these are the women that are now going to come to the tomb. So friends, let me just say a few things about these women briefly. First of all, you have Mary Magdalene. Now, who is she? Now, it's very interesting to me over the last few years, especially um, once the Da Vinci Code came out. Some of you will remember that movie. Uh, how many people tried to pair Jesus and Mary um, in the, the, the union of marriage, saying that Jesus was actually married to Mary Magdalene. The biblical text knows nothing of the sort. And the biblical text never mentions Jesus' marriage or Jesus having any children. Friends, this is nothing more than Hollywood folklore and trying to trying to devalue the divinity of Jesus and once again cast him in, in a mold of just a man. And Jesus has a bride indeed, but his bride is the body of Christ. And so when we look at this today, we look at Mary Magdalene, understand who she was. 
Mary Magdalene was a woman who at one time had seven demons inside of her, the Bible tells us. But Jesus had cast those demons out and she had come to follow him. There's also this Mary, mother of James, uh, the younger, and Joseph. So this would be Mary who would be the mother of some of the disciples. And then there's also Salome, thought to be the, uh, the, the mother of James and John the Apostle. And so that's who these women are. And they're coming to the tomb early in the morning in order to anoint the body of Jesus for burial. Now here's one thing that I want to point out to you today. So interesting to me. A few years ago, I had a conversation with a lady who was just adamantly opposed to Christianity. She wanted nothing to do with the Bible. She wanted nothing to do with Jesus. She wanted nothing to do with the gospel and salvation. And upon uh, just really talking to her and sharing with her and seeking to find answers as to why she was so opposed to Christianity and the Bible, her response was this, because of the way that the Bible demeans women, the way the Bible puts women down. That's why I don't want to be a believer in Christ Jesus. That's why I will never believe your Bible. Friends, listen to me. Uh, as in, in regards of quote-unquote holy books, meaning put, putting the Bible against things like the Quran or some of the other uh, religions that are out there, uh, understand that Christianity actually elevates women. Where you look at um, the Quran and some of these other religions around the world, they actually demean women, oppress women, uh, treat them as less than uh, men, meaning they're only half a citizen or they can't, uh, you know, just different laws to oppress them. But in Christianity, we actually see women become heroes of Scripture. Why consider for just a moment, you have Esther. An entire book of the Bible is spoken of uh, about the, 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 the way that Esther uh, rose up at such a time as this in order to save her people from the destruction of a worldly king. You have Ruth, the Moabite, who was taken in by Boaz as his wife and how she brings forth uh, uh, Obed, who would one day be the father of Jesse and then David. And so we think about them. And then in the New Testament, we have Mary, the mother of Jesus. We have Elizabeth. Uh, there's also in the Old Testament, Hannah and Sarah. And here at the tomb of Jesus, we have three more women who were mentioned. It's not the disciples who come. And it's also not going to be a disciple that Jesus first appears to. It's going to be a woman. So we cannot say today that the Bible devalues women or demeans women or puts women in a box and in a corner and says they can't serve or they can't be a part. Women are very much a part of the kingdom of God. Jesus did not come just to be the savior of men. Jesus came to be the savior of all people, of all tribes, of all nations, of all languages. He is the Lord of all. Now, the reason I say all this today is just to say uh, to the ladies who might be watching, friends, Jesus is the savior of all, which means no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what sex you are, Jesus can save you and Jesus can use you. Remember, 
when he appears to Mary Magdalene, he tells her to go and tell the disciples of his resurrection. And she's the one that goes and testifies. I have seen the Lord. So ladies who might be watching today, understand you are valued in the kingdom of God. You have a part in the kingdom of God. You have a part in the church. And so come to Jesus and let him love you compassionately and tenderly and let him use you for the advancement of the gospel. There are many women, I believe today, sitting in our pews who were some of the greatest servants of God on the face of the earth. And I am overjoyed to be able to come alongside of some of these women and our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that many pastors who are listening today would agree with me in saying, we need more godly women in the church to continue advancing the gospel. So ladies, thank you for all you do. May God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you next time on New Horizons.